0: fans and welcome back to the demon land podcast my name is andy and well footy is back i got to finally see a game of footy live and take out my frustrations on the men in yellow and boy did i let them have it uh joining me tonight is longtime demon lander george good evening george
1: good evening andy um welcome to you andy and bin man and all the loyal listeners and uh we're going to rename this the Demonland Wellness session for 2021. That's so that we can prepare ourselves for the ups and downs of the of the year ahead, because we know there'll be plenty of ups and uh, plenty of downs.
0: That's certainly true. Uh, I'm trying to get Bin Man's audio. I had uh, muted. Oh, here he goes. Um, Bin Man. Good evening. How are you?
2: Good evening, everyone. I'm good, thanks, Andy. G'day, George. How are you? We'll have 20% more ups and downs this year with the longer quarters, so um, plenty of joy. Um, And uh, I have to say I went to the footy on Monday and it was terrific to be at the ground and not have to listen to Gary Lyon um, commentate a game of footy.
0: Yeah, I I haven't watched the the replay. Uh, I was there at the ground, but I did hear... A lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, people on Demonland complain about uh, Gary Lyon. Um, yeah, it's it's good to be at the footy and not have to hear uh, hear some of the uh, commentators. So yeah, um, yeah, I'll I'll agree with that one hundred percent. Guys, I, I, I guess when we we'll, we'll go straight into to talk about the game, and I guess uh, we should uh, preface all the discussion. Uh, about uh, this practice match, which it was, uh, with a disclaimer that uh, we were missing uh, most of our first string engine room with Oliver and Viney. And I guess you can include Brayshaw at his uh, 2018 best. And then when you add to that Melkshams experience on, on half forward, same with Hibbert off half back, uh you know salem's class delivery and, and i guess we can't forget uh, our two main key position forwards uh were missing in uh, ben brown and and sam weedeman uh in addition to perhaps our best crummer uh, uh picket uh, am i missing anyone else guys
1: not off the top of my head but it's a pretty impressive list isn't it um the uh I- the Bulldogs were missing a couple of very good ones as well. They were missing Eastern Wooden, and Johannesson, and obviously Trelaw if he ever gets fit. Um, but uh, I think when you're missing um, the majority of your midfield and, and all of your forward line effectively, um, the result really uh, wasn't totally unexpected. So I, I have I would have to um, assume that this was a true practice match as far as we're concerned, that we'll have a um, at least a a stronger side for round one uh, won't be a complete side. Um, we hope those other players are back back to uh, bolster the uh, the side um, when we get into the series part of the season.
0: Um, and, and you know now. Oliver obviously being rested uh, for general soreness. He'll presumably be back in uh, 10 days' time uh, for round one. It uh, looks like Viney won't be ready for round one and Brayshaw may or may, may may not be back 50-50, I think, at the moment. But didn't we miss Oliver in the middle? Um, we simply didn't have anyone that could extract the ball. Uh, this was evidenced uh, by the Bulldogs having double the amount of standard clearances, double the amount of general clearances around the ground, uh, all despite us having double the amount of hit-outs. Um, it, it really shows we, we are lacking when you've got, <laughs> you know, your chunk of your, your midfield uh, out. Uh, it really shows a lack of depth, uh, albeit against a class opposition uh, big man um, What do you make of all that?
2: Yeah, there was a um, Hannibal. I think it was noted that six of our top ten in the bluey um, weren't playing in that game, and all ten of the dogs' top ten in there, um, best and fairest played. Um, we had, you know, a B-grade midfield, and some I read on Demaland. I'm sure I agree. Um, you know, perhaps the best midfield uh, in the league in the dogs. You know, it's likely that that midfield mix that. Played on Monday, will never line up again for the D's. So um, I, I think it's really hard to. I found it really difficult to make an assessment on on that game. Um, speaking of Gary Lyon, he he made a comment. Um, in the, I watched the half of the footy just before uh, the replay. Um, That's um, you know, surely to goodness, you, you know, all teams are approaching these games. Um, you know like a proper hit out they were just commenting that um the dogs did they that the word was from the dogs camp that they came in as a full-scale dress rehearsal ready to go um and he said well surely we are too but that's not the history of um practice games or the, the, whatever they've been called over the years um famously ruse never um played at full strength in um uh, in practice games when he was at the coached at the swans um, so it just really we we didn't have a great deal of energy right from the get go and that was so I think it's really hard to make any assessments with that midfield I expected to get beaten. Um I thought the fact that we were all, we had a shot on goal for a lead at half time would have was quite you know remarkable really they could have easily been 4-5 or goals up obviously.
0: Yeah that's what I thought while I was at the game I we were lucky to be uh in it at that stage they they missed a lot of they missed a lot of easy goals. They hit the post a number of times. And um, I'm not sure what the... Uh, do, do either of you guys know what the inside 50 stats were at time Because they probably would double us uh, at the time. Uh, they were really smashing us. And, and we really should have been down uh, by, I thought, between four and six, maybe seven goals at the time, um, rather than being uh, within a kick.
2: I'm not sure what they what was at halftime but at by the end of the game we'd lost the inside 50 count by 23 and um um you know i can't recall the last time we would have we've lost an inside count by that and it, you know the, the game tracked about equal i would have thought in the first half of the second half in terms of inside 50. so you know we could have been down by say 10 or 11 at half time um we had 51 less contested um possessions than them apparently and um Can't recall when the last time that um, sort of figure happened for us as well. So,
1: yeah, I I think it's important that people remember that this was a solitary practice match. We had a scratch match up against uh, against Richmond um, uh, prior to this, but uh, every team's only getting one practice match. And um, really, if you if you're in the position where you've got a number of roles that have to be filled, um, both up forward and in the mids and even down the backs as well as far as we're concerned you just don't have any other opportunity to have a look at these kids in a in a a contested situation Um, if you've got a few outs this this is the only chance that that you've got to throw these kids in Um, there's no doubt that the bulldogs were at full strength when we were at Um, when we had more strength in our midfield against Richmond we actually looked all right so you can't take too much out of this it's always always difficult to assess who's actually being serious about practice matches or not at the end of the day it doesn't count for four points so um, if the coaching staff have got to a chance to have a look at the people like the Bowie's have a look at the Jacksons see see them in different roles um, then that's that's the outcome that uh, they were probably hoping to see. Uh, I think we learnt that there's a a, a big gulf, at least in the midfield, between our best and our and our second stringers. But the second stringers probably won't get a game in the in the midfield for a long, long time.
0: Well, while you're talking about the second stringers, I was going to uh, get to that later, but I may as well get to that now. Um, and the two, a look at what did you make of? Um, uh, you know, Sparrow and Jordan, uh, I thought both were underwhelming, but I, I do recognise that they were given a, a monumental task against a very good midfield. Uh, you would expect them to perform a lot better when they've got the support of uh, like Oliver and Viney and in there, and they're like the third or fourth sort of midfielder coming in assisting rather than being, um, you know, being the, the number one. I think someone pointed out at one stage uh, we had like Vandenberg. Uh, nibbler uh, one of sparrow and jordan in the middle as well um and that's certainly not gonna not gonna cut it against a, a class outfit like the the bulldogs
2: yeah th- um having just watched the first half again i was I, I thought jordan played a little bit better um in that half than i thought at the ground he was he, he, i guess he, he doesn't really attract your eye um much and he, he looked a little bit nervous, and perhaps it was exactly as you're saying, George, that, you know, in some respects they were playing for spots, weren't they, those younger fellas, particularly Jordan, who, you know, they've, everyone said has, has had a strong preseason. Um, you know, he gave away a free kick, which was just rubbish free kick when, the, you know, his um, opponent basically collapsed on him. Um, but I thought in the last sort of few minutes of that second half, he, he linked up well and, and showed a bit my concern with a lot of those younger players um you know is they don't get enough of the footy and um i mean he's not that young but baker's exactly the um, same category is that they just don't get enough of the pill um and so you know it's hard to you know it's hard to judge someone's ability if they're only getting eight nine kicks um or eight nine possessions a game so you know probably there was a quite a bit of comment on demon land um you know about the um the game obviously and some you know a fair bit of angst, I guess, but the common theme, and of which I agree with, is that it's a bit of a pity that none of those young players, um, Chanless I was about to say sparrow, the, uh, swallow sparrow, um, uh, or Jordan, none really cemented a spot, did they, and, and really put their hand up? Um, and you know, that's that's uh, unfortunate for them and unfortunate for us. I reckon.
0: Um, uh, you know, we were talking about being a practice match. Um, uh, clearly, clearly. Yeah, you know, it is a practice match, but, but I would have th- thought the whole point of a practice match would be to practice and try things out. And uh, I'm happy that the experiment of playing um, Harms out of position uh, is over. Um, uh, but I would have thought that he's played his best footy in the midfield in a negating role. Uh, so uh, given that this was a practice match, why weren't we practicing for that particular scenario where a, a player like Bontempelli was running right? Um, I I get that uh, when you have your, your, your A-grade midfield in and we want to sort of attempt to play our plan A game plan, uh, you don't want to get uh, too negative. You don't want to go into negating the opposition too much because you want to sort of uh, control it. But that wasn't happening. Uh, why wouldn't we give Harms the task of saying, this, this Bontempelli is absolutely destroying us? Um, they didn't negate. They didn't use him as a tagger, where he's played his best footy uh, George. Did, did, did you see that way too?
1: Yeah, I think that was just a, another symbol uh, symptom of the um, lack of hard-bodied mids that we had on the day. Um, uh, you shut down Bontempelli, and, and it did take take them a long, an extraordinary long time to to put harms towards him. Um, but the damage was done by them. But the other, just as equally, I think I saw the stats at halftime. McRae had had as many touches as Bontempelli had. And then Liberatore, I think, was um, people didn't appreciate how much work he was doing on the inside. Mm. Everyone sees Bontempelli yep. kick three goals, but uh, not too many people see um, Liberatore constantly, constantly feeding the ball out to the outsiders. Um, so th- we only had one harm's. Um, if we if we had an Oliver and a and a Petraca and and a Viney sitting in there as well, I think you would have seen a far better blanketing of a player like Bontempelli uh, because everybody would have a role. But they they just had a party inside simply because we, we had a couple of kids playing against men and um and foot and uh, the Bulldogs are a serious um, football side. You know they won a Premiership just a couple of years ago. No, they played finals last year these are serious players. we've just got um uh, you know these couple of kids try to trying to do their best and um, uh, the result wasn't wasn't unsurprising so yeah, you know, we can expect better from Harms when he's got more support around him as well. Yeah, uh,
0: it's no surprise that uh, five of them, uh, five Bulldogs had 30 plus possessions uh, and in total they, they amassed, uh, I think, 115 more possessions than us. And you're, you're always going to struggle uh, to win a game when you've got stats uh, like that bobbing up. Yeah. Um, Thank the, f- the footy gods uh, for May and Lever in defence. Uh, they were the difference uh, probably also in the scoreboard being as close as it was at halftime, uh, you know, but when the floodgates opened after halftime, th- there was n- nobody was going to be able to stop uh, uh, that uh, onslaught. So, um, yeah, it's really good to see uh, our back line, well, our p- particularly our two main defenders, uh, you know, pick up from where they left off last season.
2: That was, um, I think, just about the best game I've seen Lever play at the club, and yep. he looks like he's put on um, a bit of size through his, his legs and um, an upper body, and he, uh, he he looks like he's got a bit more confidence in his lateral movement, and um, he, I think he did a really good job of balancing, you know, of being an attacking, uh, zoning off player, marking player, and but he seemed stronger one on one as well in the contest. So, you know, I think that um, we, we're gonna start seeing the dividends um, this year. Um, we did a bit last year, but I think May and Lever together, um, they seem now to have found a, a way to, um, you know, to play well with each other really well. And, um, you know, I think that we're gonna get the dividends for um, bringing those two fellas into the club. So, um, you know, I I, the big problem for me back there is the smalls uh, they just you know we just really struggle when the ball hits the ground at both ends of the ground actually um, jets looks a little bit slow still um, you know i have to say it's hard to see him um, cementing the spot um, but we, we certainly struggle in that back half um, with the mids and smalls of the opposition
0: so i'll i'll ask i'll ask you and then uh, george you can Go in, we may as well talk this now uh, When we're preparing for, for the season Given no uh, injuries What would you like to see Our back six, obviously May and Lever in there um, uh, Salem's uh, Obviously as well A starter there, who else uh, Makes up uh, that back six
2: uh, Me Yeah, Yeah. And you
0: your... go, go, go be men and then George can uh, Chime in Yeah,
2: up. look it's a it's a tricky one in the medium spots because, you know, in the bigs, you've got, you know, the a query is do you have play four? And the four is um, Lever, May, um, Petty potentially. I mean, I, Petty, I would have in that team as soon as he's fit and able because for me, he's our only real potential A grader who's um, um, not in the team or hasn't played regular footy, didn't play at all last year. Um, but obviously, May, Lever, um, Tomlinson's got a tricky spot um, in that sort of deep fullback that that Omac was playing, that he's playing. But, you know, he still doesn't look an actual defender. You know, I I wouldn't write him off. I think he's going to be a bit of a whipping boy potentially. But, you know, him deep. Um, uh, And then, you know, you've got to think that Bowie's a chance just because, if nothing else, he he looks like he can kick the footy and as I've been banging on about for the last few years, it's... Uh. Um, our biggest weakness is our inability to, you know, hit targets. Um, So for that reason alone, he might come into the team. And then, of course, you've got Rivers. So I I think Rivers might come up the ground just because how many players can you have back there? I can't see a spot for Jets. Um, So, you know, there's – but then you've got, you know, there's Hibbert to come into that back line as well. He probably definitely goes in there. So, um, yeah, so they've got some dilemmas, I think, you know, Petty and Tomlinson being one of them.
0: George, uh, what do you say?
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I think uh, Salem's a, a, a lock. I think Rivers is actually a lock as well. He he reads the play so well, and he's never phased by by the pace of the games. He's he's always there when you need him. Um, Tomlinson, like Binman has just suggested, he ju- I, I don't know that he just re- reads the play all that well. Um, I think he'll be useful when the oppositions have got three tools in that area. Um, but our big, the big hole is, is Jets. Unfortunately, um, watching this game and the couple of games he played last year, um, you could see that the, the mind is willing, but the body just doesn't move. There was a couple of times where he, he was almost running up and down on the spot while his opposition player was running away from him. And I think that role is going to be even more critical. Um, the way the game's being played this year, I watched a couple of other games on the. The weekend and even in this game against the dogs the people who are scoring the goals aren't aren't the talls. um uh in this game for example you had the Bontem tell pelly kicked three lipinski kicked three um and there are other smalls that the although mcnaughton uh was taken off the ground with an injury um i think bruce got two which one of which was from a free, free kick but in other games uh, with other teams It's the mids and the smalls that are the ones that are scoring heavily. Um, Your talls might get one or two goals the way it's being played. I think there's the new rule that we'll talk about a bit later on is going to change. The result is you're going to need the the small defenders to be able to really lock these people right out of the competition um, if you're going to win games. And um, I don't think we can afford to have jets sort of standing watching his opponent uh, have free reign as they move up in the field it'll it'll just kill us like it did in this game the other one back there that um, played and it's
2: hard to know is another player we've got a bunch of them it's hard to know where they're at is Lockard? um i didn't realize until i think i read it on team lane but he got a pretty serious injury to his testicle mm-hmm. i believe um but you know he's a he at one point last season he looked like a natural heir to um jetta's position but Again, as, as another one who didn't really cement him, cement himself back there. And um, um, yes, yeah, so it, it is a super um, big issue for us, I think, that small um, position back there, Georgian, has been for the last two or three years. I mean, if you think last year who got goals against us, it was almost always the, um, the mids, you know, even if you think back to the, the dogs um, game we, when we played them during the uh, home and away last year. It was, you know... It was I Wallace. It was Wallace, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that size player that we struggle with week in, week out. We've got the big defenders. You know, we've got May Lever and um, Tomlinson to um, to play. But, you know, footy, as you say, it's so much now about bringing the ball to ground and um, ground ball gets are just super critical. Uh, um, and we're not very strong at either end of the ground. So it's a, it's a big problem for us.
0: So Lockhart, he had surgery on that testicular um, injury that he sustained. I'm not sure how long he'll be out, but it could be for a little while. Um, so I really liked what I've seen from Jake Bowie so far. I mean, we've only seen this game, and uh, if any of you watched the uh, reserves game of the Richmond game, um, I like some of the things that he do he, that he that he's done. Um, so given that Jay Lockhart, is likely to miss some footy due to that injury that he sustained. Jake might get a gig a bit earlier than expected, um, and I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, you know, you don't you don't want to throw in the the eighteen year olds straight into the deep end, but um, I don't know. I've liked what I've seen of him uh, so far.
2: George, can you see Rivers playing up the ground as uh, you know, maybe a halfback pushing into the midfield?
1: um i I don't know that he's ready for that yet um he, he reads the play so brilliantly um for someone so young I, I think he he's he's such a valuable asset in the backline um he, he, he may well be one of those players that that wrote you, know, you, you probably don't use uh lever and may much through the uh, interchange these days but um, the rest of the back line you need that extra in there. So I don't think they'll move him up simply because you you lose him out of the back line and or or you'll lose a, a sale amount of the back line when they do the interchanges. So yeah. um, I think he'll be cemented in that half back line for quite some time um, before we start moving him up the field. But you know, it's easy to forget the guys what at nineteen years of age. Yeah, um, yeah. A, long him. way to Long way to
2: go. One, but, I mean, they talked about using Boa Hipp, As I understand it, he was a forward, um, uh, mid-forward in his um, junior career. But uh, they talked about him when they picked him up um, as being a Caleb Daniels type down back. Um, and you could see uh, he's one of my favourite players, Caleb Daniels. I just, yeah, uh, I think he's terrific. He, he doesn't waste any of his kicks. He's smart, um, and you can just see uh how important he is to both their game plan but also the way they you know structure up but um almost not quite a talisman but um he, he he's a critical player for um the dogs and you know, we do need someone like that Salem you know i guess he's the equivalent but um he he plays quite deep um caleb daniels so um whereas Salem's up further up on halfback. I often thought, you know, it'd be good to have Salem kicking the ball inside 50 because that's really mm. where we, we need a player who can do what um, McRae did so beautifully on Monday, that sort of kick on the diagonal into the um, passing lane. Um, but, you know, but I don't think he's quick enough for the wing. So where does he play? Half forward maybe I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. The the common factor, and you'll be pleased to hear this, been man, is that both of those players, you know, the Salem, the Rivers, and and hopefully Bowie Bowie as well, is that they're all good kicks. And like I said, I was watching other games. I watched Port Adelaide on the weekend against Adelaide. Now, Adelaide are going to be wooden spooners easily, I think. Um, But, boy, Port Adelaide, their field kicking, even in contested tight situations, was just extraordinary. It reminded me of... Uh, the Hawthorne three-peat side when everybody on every line was able to hit their targets every single time. Um, and I think that with the speed and the way the game's going to be played with these, with this new rule is that you're going to have to hit targets every single time. So having those sort of players is going to be critical to our success on that half-back line.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the new rule, we may as well uh, ch- ch- talk about that now because you mentioned it a few times. Uh, what are your thoughts on it and um, uh, are you are you happy with it? Uh, how are we going to use it um, to our advantage?
2: The, on the mark rule, you may yep. understand yep. what the um – uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think there's always a tendency to overreact. Uh, what I'll, by the you know the general commentators and the you know, particularly in the back of that first um, uh, whatever this is community series um, between the Blues and was it the Saints? Yeah. Um, that you know that high-scoring game where some crazy amount of goals were kicked. Um, you know, I actually didn't notice it at the ground. Um, I was sort of not till Jackson stood on a weird angle when um, one of their left footers, I think Libertore was kicking, which whether he was clever, I'm not sure. It just looked weird from where I was sitting. That was the first time I sort of thought, Oh yeah, there's that rule. Um, I, I wonder, you know, because that's all about opening up that corridor and allowing the kick to the corridor. Um, so I'd say two things is one, Unintended consequences. Every time there's a rule change like this, there's always unintended consequences. Um, And two is that, you know, the default position for AFL coaches is defense. So there's still, even with the extra space, you've got to go on the um, corridor. Lots of coaches will still direct their players to go the other way. Um, because you turn it over in the corridor. Well, Melbourne, (laughs) we can't hit targets. So, sure, we could go through the corridor but and we did a couple of times and turn it over and then, you know, you're in a terrible position. So, I I think it's too early days. I mean, you know, it does present that handball. I think that's really the one that sort of seems um, less the kick, more the handball because they can run off and immediately handball when they've got an extra couple of paces. But... Um, yeah, the jury's out, I reckon, on that
1: one. I th- I think we'll see, um, as we've seen in a few games, a huge increase in the scoring. Uh, as Binman just said, that it not only opens up the corridor through kicking, but handball as well. And that completely overwhelms the defence. You know, the zone defensive structures are set up um, based on where the ball's going to finish up, basically. But if all of a sudden the opposition can run the ball or move it further and deeper into defence, it really puts the defence under pressure and I think the the result is that we're going to see a lot more scoring, uh, particularly again from the midfield uh, and those smalls moving up the ground. The other interesting thing I saw in the um, Port Adelaide game was they almost exclusively didn't stand on the mark, they stood five metres behind. Because that allowed them to move sideways so the coaches are already uh, working on how to limit the effects of this it won't overcome it because you're conceding another five meters but they're already limiting the um, uh, opportunities that the the corridor is is now wide open for the for the uh, cross cross ground sort of kick uh, to be used out of it. So, yeah, I think it's going to make it ex- a bit more exciting, which is what the television people want, because they want more goals so they can do more advertising. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more exciting, but um, we, we might see 15 and 20 goal games on a regular basis this season if if uh, these couple of preseason games have been anything to go by. Yeah, I'm not convinced about
2: that, um, George. I, I, I think there's a chance that it'll increase scoring, but I track the scoring in that in the games thus far, including the practice games, um, and it hasn't been a huge um, spike. It's a bit tricky to because there's 20% yep. more game time, and so the scores uh, hmm. are a little bit more than 20%. But that's a bit tricky. But also, you've got players or fatigue, so the games are opening up, um, and you've got your less rotations. So the combination of the longer quarters less rotations players than that 10-minute red zone um, fatiguing quite badly um, is a factor, probably a bigger factor, I reckon, in the scores opening up. Um, but they actually weren't that high um, across. You know, there were a few blowouts, but they weren't as high as um, what I thought they might be. But, I mean, you're probably right. they probably tack some goals on. The other one was interesting was the um, moving the, the the man on the mark. From a kick
0: out. All right, that's my. <laughs> our fourth, uh, third co-host. Our fourth co-host. Oh, must have lost our uh, bin man there. Uh, George, are you still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still I'm still here. Obviously, uh has <laughs> got one of the dogs around the place. So.
0: Dogs dogs attacked him. Um, yeah. uh, well, I might ask you now just quickly uh, before we go on to our forward line, the, the one defender uh, that you didn't really talk about, uh, someone who's been playing in defence, is uh, Jaden Hunt. How have you seen uh, yes. his, um, his move sort of back uh, to the back line after a sort of a couple of years in the forward line?
1: Yes, unfortunately, in this game, uh, from what I saw, he was um, almost unsighted um, and given that we need, uh, you know, at least a small small defender and that ability to run out and hit targets, um, there's a role to fill if he's willing to take it on. But um, like in the Richmond game, everybody sees him when he um, runs up the middle of the field. What people don't see was, uh, as in that Richmond game, when Castagna... Kicked three goals, I think it was, in the space of about ten minutes, and uh, his opponent was Jaden Hunt. You've you've got to be a defender first and foremost when you're in the defensive lines. Um, it's all very well to attack when you've got the ball in your hand going up the field, but when you haven't got it in your hand, you've got to be able to um, reverse your role. So um yeah like i said uh, a bit underwhelming he, he had an opportunity to show something they're trialing him out there i'm not sure where he fits into the side with all those other defenders that we were talking about you'll probably get the opportunities when injuries occur during the season but um um i don't think we're going to see him as a pure defender uh, it just doesn't seem to, from my perspective to have the uh, that sort of mindset Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) The
2: the door rang and my dog has gone bananas. So, um, (laughs) um, yeah, you're talking about Hunt. Um, He's another player who just simply doesn't get enough of the footy. Um, And, you know, they just should instruct him to kick 50 metres or not at all. And if you can't kick 50 metres down the ground, if that's not on, to handball it off because he simply cannot hit those short huh? Hey, he won one maybe but he, he just is terrible on those short kicks um and um he's definitely you know his chance is to get meters that's his go i think his meters gained um and you know grab the ball and maybe that's where that handball off to that player into the corridor george with the man on the mark opens that up you run 15 meters and then launch it. That's a 60, 70 meter um, meters gained, and that's what he's got to do. But in order for him to be getting a regular game in the team, he's got to be getting 15 minimum possessions a game. Otherwise, mm-hmm. what's he doing? Because he's not shutting down a, um, he's not strong enough to defender to put him on, you know, one of those damaging um, mids. Um, so he's got to be more of an offensive halfbacker, uh, halfback player who gets. You know, meters gained is his, his KPI. Just uh, um, I was saying before about the rule change. Hellban asked about tactical changes, and there was uh, in the chat room. There's there was a bit of talk on Demon Land um, criticizing um, the play for May just banging out the middle after a point. Um, but it felt a bit to me that that was an exper- experimenting with a tactic. Um, of getting it long, there was often he was kicking to either and or T-Mac or um, Jackson and T-Mac, sorry, Mm. Jackson and Gorn, um, both in the same contest. uh, And there looked to be a clear um, strategy to get that distance and then, you know, they're probably only going to get a third of those marks if that maybe fifth. But when the ball hit to rush it forward, we got a goal from that when Jackson collected the ball and I think even our first or second goal. Um, where Frida got a, a free kick um, in the second quarter, I should say. Of course, they did well, um, the dogs, in that situation, rebounding, that's the problem with that, and they read it, but you know, when we get Oliver back in and Viney back in and our mids running up, they'll win, win their fair share of those contests in the middle, and it's, you know, it's past the halfway mark of the ground, so I thought that was, that was definitely something they're trialling for sure
1: yeah i I think in that situation it was the execution of of the plan was the problem um, probably because they haven't been able to um, trial it um, in in a competitive environment i thought there was plenty of opportunity um, a number of times looking at the vision up the middle of the ground it was there was a one-on-one in the middle Um, you've just got to make sure that you've got the right sort of one-on-one to be able to take advantage of that it's just uh, i think there was one that you might have alluded to where gorn just hit the ball forward um to enable the, the smalls to run onto it and and that's what you that's what you've got to do um but yeah you don't want to have t-mac and and gorn and jackson all playing in the one side of the ground you've got to spread them right out and take advantage of the situation may May can hit hit the center of the ground and beyond and rivers did it a couple of times as well well this is this is a real advantage under this current environment so you've got to exploit it as best you can I don't think they've actually uh, like I said got the execution right yet but we'll probably see a lot more of it and that's
2: where if he's gonna be in the team that's where he can come into it because I, I suspect the the sort of idea is, and and again, you know, it's a tactic. They didn't try it at all last year, but you know, with that extra distance that the um, the fella on the mark is standing back, uh, it certainly opens up that long kick, and a, and a and it's really about. Not so much the marks because they're not going to get that many marks to mm. contested footy it's the players running past sweeping forward um and that's where a player with a hunt and even a bowie or um, running off the half back um uh, could be damaging and um you know it also takes advantage of hopefully it takes advantage of gorn's um marking ability and he's i mean he's just incredible he's he seems to have improved his athleticism and you know, I think he's as good a mark as I've seen in footy since Teasdale and um, Templeton uh, – sorry, not Templeton, um, who was the North Melbourne and Ruse Rockman from
1: that period. Uh, not the galloping gasometer. No, no, I'll <laughs> think of it in a sec.
0: Um, Well, we'll move on uh, while you do think of it. Um, uh, I'll... Dempsey. Dem- okay.
2: Dempsey is mm. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, look, let's let's talk about the n- well non functioning forward line. Uh, it, it really didn't function well. Delivery wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, Fritch seemed to be our only target, but once again, his inaccurate kicking has let him down. He robbed of a bag of goals. I think he's kicked three goals, three or two of them were were quite difficult from the boundary line. Um, I thought of our best passage as a play uh, were the occasional fast rebounds from defence where we scored out the back, but. That type of play just isn't sustainable and won't generate enough goals to win a match. And given that Brown and Wiedemann will probably miss the first month and probably a little bit longer of the season, how do you see our makeup of the forward line? Um, T Mac, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's the answer.
2: Um, do you, Do you know where um, Petty's at?
1: Is he fit? Did he play yeah, in the game? Yeah. Yeah, he played. Um, he played in the uh, in the reserves match as a as, def- a, defender. as a defender. He's as been defender.
0: he's been training as a defender, I believe, before he got injured last year. He was training as a forward, maybe, or oh, I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, um, I think he's it as a uh, defender. I'm not sure if they're going to play him in the forward line unless we have to.
2: Maybe we have to. <laughs> and What about the other Brown? As as um, Mitch Brown, is he? Did he play in that game as well?
0: Um, I'm not sure, uh, George. Do you know?
1: No, not, not sure either. I, um,
0: I recall one of the training uh, threads uh, from last week mentioned he might have been in the rehab group. So to me, that says that um, perhaps he didn't play.
2: Because, I mean, look, you know, I think t- Mac is a real conundrum, isn't it? He, he looks like he's trimmed down um, and uh, which is good because that was clearly hampering him last year. I'm, as I talked about last year, I'm convinced he's um, he was carrying an injury and has been, perhaps mm. still is, I don't know. Um, but he's just not holding his marks. Um, they put a, a young fella on him in, must um, I think, must be his first season, I'm pretty sure. I've not seen him before. Uh, who outbodied him in the last and outred him in the last quarter. Um, and he, you know, he's just not marking and he's got the turning circle of, of you know, a ute. He's, um, so I don't know whether, I mean, does he, do you play him round one? And if not, I mean, it has to be petty, I would have thought.
0: Yeah, I, was, I, I, I don't know. And uh, I, I'm very worried because we're, we're going to find goals um, and we don't want to be in a situation where we're, one and four or zero and five or what What have you, we've been in a lot of trouble by the time the cavalry arrives.
1: Sorry, go George. Yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I thought this was an opportunity lost to, um, uh, T-Mac, like you said, he looks like he's got the turning circle of the Queen Mary at the moment. But he was the only tall that we had, uh, genuine tall that we had down the forward line. They were dropping Jackson and um, Gorn down there to try and stretch the opposition. But when you've only got one tall, I think these days you you get struggle. They just get, uh, the zone defences just work so well against them. Um, so I don't give. Given the situation where he was, he's the only one that we've got at the moment. We haven't got Wiedemann, We 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 haven't got Ben Brown. I don't know what the situation with Mitch Brown is. Um, why didn't we have Petty in there as a, a in a, in a practice match to try? Um, at the moment, I can't see a spot necessarily for Petty down back because we've got enough talent and quality that's fit and able. At the moment, we haven't got. We we're missing. Um, all these, all these genuine forwards that we have. So why not try him for a couple of, couple of games down there? Um, I was also disappointed in that the fact uh, in the opportunity that, that Jackson didn't, should be um, trialed a lot more than what he was. we so were obviously trialling him in a second ruck role, but here was an opportunity to try him in a pure forward role, and I don't think those, those chances were taken. We, we've now got the same problem in round one as what we had before this practice match. and I don't think we. Um, explored the solutions that were possible. Yeah, the other, I mean,
2: I I said this last year about um, um, T-Mac, and and for me it's the same thing. I don't don't understand why they don't play him out of the square. Play him out of the square like a truthful forward, and that's where he starts, in the same way that they're going to play Brown. He can still get up and down the ground. He can still do his Ks, which is up and down running where he uses his tank. But out as soon as he gets 30, 40 meters past the goal, outside of the goal, he gets exposed because of that um, inability to turn. And to, it's just, he's a straight line runner. Um, get, put him deep and have him leading out from the square in a straight line. Um, sure, as I said, get up there and take the marks on the, on the wing and then get back on his bike and get back and run his um, opponent into the ground. Um, but you put him up around centre-half forward and he's a liability. I, I don't, I just don't understand why, one, they didn't do it last year because he was even less mobile, um, and two, you could play him deep out of the square and then use the Jackson higher because he is um, mobile and athletic and is okay when the ball hits the ground. That's the other thing about um, T-Mac is he's a complete liability when the ball hits the ground um, in terms of his ability to crumb it. I mean, that's probably that maybe a bit unfair given he's a big fella, but... Um, You know, if if he's going to be in the team, I I think they've got to play him deep. Um,
0: Small forwards. Um, Chandler was impressive in the match against the Tigers. Uh, You know, sort of failed to impress this week. Spargo's been a bit hit or miss. Bedford hasn't had much of an opportunity to show anything. Uh, Didn't play in the Richmond game. And then um, I I think he played in the resies and kicked a couple. But... um, and only got sort of a, a cameo role, uh, sort of late in in the game the other day. Uh, Pickett has been absent most of the preseason. I uh, had to go uh, b- b- back interstate for a funeral. Um, so yeah, where where are we with small forwards? I think we're we're in a bit of trouble there as well.
2: Well, as I say, I think it's an area we struggle. Grand ball gets at both ends of the ground. We struggle, and I think it really shows you know, how important Cosi is to this footy team, which is seems crazy, doesn't it, given he's in his second year and, you know, he he showed his potential last year but didn't set the world on fire. But, uh, um, you know, his key performance indicator won't be number of goals this year. It'll be the number of pressure acts and tackles inside 50 and that's what we're, we're lacking. I mean, and again, this was another game. Just so frustrating to watch the ball bounce out of our um, forward half, um, and it must drive coaches to distraction to, you know, to get it in deep, which is part of the strategy. Someone like a Hunt driving it deep, and then just watch it sort of come out under no real pressure. And the Dogs at Past Masters are doing that. Um, and actually, I, I thought we did pretty well to limit the damage from them bouncing off the half back line. So um you know at the other the, the other unusual thing about that game actually from both melbourne's perspective and uh, the dogs is how little um switches there were um and um you know i don't know whether that was just a, a you know a, a qu- unusual circumstance but we barely switched the ball um and they didn't do it nearly as often as um as they do in most matches so um yeah i, I think that we need because forward 50 pressure um, and we need it pretty quick, really. I, I, I don't know what he's. Do you, either of you guys have any sense or intel on whether he's going to be fit enough to play round one?
0: I assume I'd heard that he was training with uh, a club or someone uh, back when he was in South Australia. I think he, I think he had to quarantine in South Australia before he went to WA for the funeral. Um, but I think he was training, whether that's, um, uh, up to AFL standard, I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping he's fit. I don't know, uh, what, uh, George, did you, what was the feedback that I believe he played half of something in the resis? Um, what was the yeah, I, th- I
1: think you're correct there, Andy. Um, let's, let's hope that he's back and available because as, as, uh, bin man just said, we've, we're devoid of, um, um, promising talent in these areas and there's such a big hot, big hot hole and I think it's going to be even more critical um, you know we talked before about how the opposition small forwards kill us um, uh, we need to find the players who are capable of doing the same to um, our opponents as well uh, Melch- Melcham was uh, disappointing last year but he's injured um, there's there's a great big hole there waiting for someone to fill, and at the moment we're not seeing anyone putting putting their hand up, which is a sad state of affairs. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't know um, how we're going to fill this hole. Andy, do you do you have any other ideas?
0: No, I'm 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 throwing everything in with with Pickett. Um, you know he sort of last year he was almost there. He just you know wasn't able to finish, and I'm sort of hoping that. Uh, being his second year, he'll find his feet and and he'll get there, but I have we haven't seen it yet. Um, so I'm sort of throwing all my hope that he'll take that next step. And you know, I've heard people compare him that he's going to be better than Cyril, but until we see it, um, it's yeah, it's just a, a dream. Um, I, I was I was happy with both. Uh, Nibbler's game and Jones's game this this week. Uh, ordinarily, I wouldn't have them in the in the twenty two for round one, uh, even though I think uh, Nibbler gets the game. Uh, I think the coach likes him, but I wouldn't have had them in. But I think they both put their hand up uh, this week. Um, yeah. uh, and Nibbler's I think um,
2: hundred uh, percent he'll play. Yeah, I mean he one of one of the fantastic things about game of the game was. Um, you know, what I talked a number of times about on the podcast last year about how frustrating television it is to not be able to see the work off the ball and the running. Um, And I watched him for a while. He, I mean, he kept us in it in that second quarter through sheer running. Um, He's uh, kicked a Gorn that set up the goal. um, I think back to um, Fritch um, was on the back of just gut running. Um, And he's, he covers kilometres and he's always in the game in terms of uh, his work rate. Um, With 30-minute quarters um, and 75 rotations, his work rate is going to be even more important than it has been. I mean, last year wasn't such an issue with the 16-minute quarters because really that it's not just that the 30-minute quarters are longer. It's that last 10 minutes Mm. they're in red time. They're really struggling, the players. And I mean, they'll get... They'll improve, like they'll they'll pick it up a bit. But that's the time where players are really running on fumes. And he's he works, keeps working hard. And, and those two goals were at the end of the um, second quarter um, that he was involved in. Uh, so he's a he's an absolute lock. Um, but you mentioned harms before, Andy. On the opposite, I watched him running, and he was in the last quarter. He got completely run off and didn't follow his man up again. The the young dogs player that was on tmac just he tackled him on the half back line the other fellow won it and he ran off him and in that score in that possession chain his opponent got the ball in the half forward line um it set up a goal and harms was sort of trotting along behind i was watching him run all the way up the ground he never made ground on him and was like 20 meters behind him when i started together um and you know, that's that sort of running is. You know it's so important in footy, and Nibbler is the you know the one player who you can guarantee, and Langdon, are uh, the the two players in our team you can guarantee will do that sort of running.
0: My, my criticism of Nibbler in the past was that he was never damaging on the scoreboard. Obviously this week he was, um, and generally doesn't get enough possessions. But um, I think he had a better game this week. I'd like to see more of that. Um, yeah.
1: Jonesy, I think, is is worth a mention as well. Yep. I I don't think there'll be any doubt he'll get get his six games to get over the three hundred mark. And while that's not just the pure pure reason for him playing, the reason I think he'll get there is is because he's just so durable. Um, I think even in this game, we saw it once we back to the you know the twenty minute or effectively the thirty minute to, uh, quarters. These older heads that just keep on staying in the game um, is what's going to get him there. He, he, he really—I can't recall the last time he was genuinely injured—and as, as the season progresses, he'll will be glad that we've got him as another option uh, around. He's doing—he's doing enough to to warrant his place, and sadly, uh, the younger brigade that we were talking about earlier aren't aren't putting their hands up, and so he'll he'll get the role um, when the others don't want to take it.
2: And he seemed to relish the opportunity to play as a pure mid, didn't he? Um, yeah. He's someone I could see playing. Uh, hes They've tried him there before, but I do wonder whether he could be a um, um, sort of half-forward player yep. who's, you know, he, he's an accurate kick for goal. He's got pretty good hands. Um, you know, he's strong at the contest. Um, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind seeing him try him on the half-forward flank. I'd Another absolutely play him there. Say again? I'd
0: absolutely play him on the half-forward forward flank because he can uh, hit the scoreboard.
2: Yeah, and, he, and, and, you know, he's got good hands. The other, you know, it's ironic the first game of last or the second game of, of last season, the restart, that Blues game, was all about, oh, we're playing three bigs and now we haven't got any bigs. <laughs> yeah. um, and one of the problems with that is that forces um, uh, Fritter to play deep um, almost as a pure full forward. And it just wastes, I mean, it's good that he's kicking goals and and I really rate his ability, but we want him up on the half forward line and kicking down into the forward 50 and uh, as a sort of medium, um, like a Melksham. So it's sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul to have him playing as a full forward.
0: Um, uh, Two players that probably had some of the the, the worst games. I thought uh, Ed Langdon probably had the worst game he's played for the club, Uh, but I won't read too much into that. Uh, We know how much he, he... how much uh, he runs uh, each game. So I'm not going to worry too much about that. Uh, Petraka also (laughs) didn't have his uh, best game, but that was also probably a a result of not having the support around him um, in the the midfield. Uh, Also not worried about uh, that. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Uh, uh, Not not a reason for our loss, but uh, wasn't surprised with the uh, free kick count. Um, We were... (laughs) Absolutely uh, belted by the umpires, 29 to 16 free kicks.
2: (laughs) And we got the first three free kicks of the game, I think. (laughs) I was at the ground. And um, I was sort of trying to bring it up on my AFL app. And I think I'm pretty sure we got at least the first two. Um, And from that point on in the first quarter, we just couldn't buy a free kick. And um, they're a frustrating team to watch the dogs because, you know, where I was sitting, you could see it. They throw the ball. Yeah, so often, and that that over the head sort of, it's so evidently a throw, and they they never get pulled up on it. Um, and they, you know, they just yeah, they, it was not a good umpiring performance. Um, of course, it didn't.
1: It wasn't you've, a game changer. But... No. You've you've got to admire the way that the dogs have been able to exploit exploit this again. It was like the Hawthorns of uh, in the past. You know that they they just bend the rules as much as they possibly can. But, you know, Liberatore is just fantastic at that throw over the head like you were talking about. But it it works so well for them because they all know that Liberatore is going to get the ball and they just sit outside, you know, watching watching the vision. You know, there's three or four dogs sitting about 10 metres off the ball waiting for that throw to come out over the back. And um, unless you sit on them, um, which we didn't, you could really get punished by it, and but it'd be just nice if the umpires called it a couple of times. Uh, everybody else can see it, but apparently they can't. And I mean, there were
2: a couple of clangers. So the one against um, May, where um, Bruce got his um, second goal, maybe yeah. he, oh, uh, yeah. pushed him clear in the back. I mean, uh, that. And then the other th- one. Th- there was one.
0: Th- oh, wait. Actually, there was one uh, at the other end of the ground. A bit uh, just after that that we did that we didn't get. So. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, well, there yeah.
2: was one not long after that yeah. to um, Gorn, and and I mean, yeah, I, don't, I think this is actually a serious issue though. Club raised it last year, and they should raise it again. He gets smashed in contests like all day, every day. I mean, and at one point, he was given a free kick against him to um, Steph Martin for holding the jumper, and he it was down below where I was sitting. He was gobsmacked, um, and he almost gave away fifty because he was so shocked because they're both wrestling each other they're ripping each other off you know they're both holding each other and seth martin in particular because um gone so tall and strong yeah um, but in, they just smash him in in marking contests
1: in that incident um, they showed a replay um, martin had actually trapped his arm underneath his um, armpit um, so, so Gorn couldn't get his arm away, but it looked like he, he was holding the jumper. He wasn't holding the jumper. He just couldn't get away from, from Martin, but the umpire saw it the other way. But, yeah, they're not very good at seeing things, not yeah. as well as we do. Well, and the umpire should protect him from that. Like
2: just after yeah. that instant where May was um, not given a free kick for in the back, you know, the next play in forward line, he was smashed from behind, Gorn, um, yep. um, and play on, and he got up and, you know, it's remarkable um, uh, he can play week in, week out, given the treatment he gets.
1: Uh-huh. But have, you, have you noticed how Razor Rays actually be able to bounce the ball this year?
0: I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> so. I, I
2: was, I, I was yelling out. I lost my voice early on in the foot. I had a bit of sore throat. I really needed the hit out. So <laughs> and I was yelling out to Razor Ray that I wanted him to impose himself and to impose himself a bit more on the game.
0: Yeah, I, um, I was just expecting Razor Ray to be the one to give uh, one of those. Uh, free kicks for that new manning the mark rule. I sort of expected him to sort of impose himself in that instance but it didn't happen. Um, no, it's
1: coming. don't worry Andy it's coming. <laughs> he'll save it for a save it for a more momentous occasion. He's, yeah. wait,
0: he's waiting for the uh, season to start. All right uh, we'll move on as uh, bin man or someone gets their phone. Um, uh, we've had a couple of signings uh, just the other week. Uh Jack uh, he's been offered a rookie-list spot as well as uh, next-generation Academy player, Deacon Smith. Um, uh, but George, I'll ask you, uh, what are your thoughts on Majak Daw? Um, and where, where do you see him? Is he? Is he just purely a backup or do you see a role for him in the team, whether it's in defence or perhaps even as a forward uh, when we're bereft of uh, tools?
1: Uh, this is the great question, isn't it? Uh, we were told by uh, Richardson when uh, he first was invited to train that he was going to be available from round one. We all thought, fantastic, that, that solves our problem of not having Ben Brown and Sam Wiedemann available. Uh, but now it looks like he's not going to be available for at least two to three to four weeks in, into the season. So, um,
0: Is that because of fitness?
1: i i I think that's that's basically the problem or if it wasn't he would have been i I suspect he would have been playing in this practice match um uh the fitness levels required at afl level are are pretty high and given that he was delisted last what was it october Hmm. um september october you know it's very easy not to um uh keep your fitness levels up I, i think he was recruited to play at heidelberg west or something like that so you don't probably don't need need to uh, be able to run too far. just need to be able to hit people in that league. Um, But anyhow, um, so it's going to be interesting. I I, I suspect now that he's he's, given the timing of when the others are due to come back, he might actually be a backup ruckman role for um, should one of uh, Jackson or or Gorn go down during the season. Um, He's a sizeable unit and um, can certainly hold his own in the ruck, so... Um, it's an interesting role and, um, if the forwards don't come back in, in, uh, the shape that we hope, uh, or we can't get them back soon enough, then maybe, maybe you'll fill that role. But certainly, um, it was an opportune sort of a recruitment, I think, because when you look around, it, there's not a great, not a great deal available. You know, the fact that even other clubs have left holes on their list for the midfield draft, mid season draft rather, um indicates that the talent pool's pretty thin out there um, and you can't afford to put people on your list. You know, it costs you, you know, probably a minimum of 50000 probably closer to 100000 a year to put a player on your list um, these days. So it's an expensive operation as an experiment only. You've got to be a little bit more more certain about getting some results out of them.
0: Um, do you know anything about Deacon Smith? Uh, I've only seen him once at a training, I think, uh possibly last year so i don't know much much about him um george have nothing
1: not, nothing nothing at all other no. than uh, i think uh, dazzle Davy um is able to provide a few insights he's heavily he's in, heavily involved in the, the junior football side of things but no i i have no background at all I haven't seen anything um and because we haven't been able to go to training sessions over the uh, the the off season this year it's been even harder to assess what players are capable of
0: did you you you've been um, excuse me just day uh, you've been down to train have did you get to one session this year
1: yeah I, I, I got to one session in early january um but um,
0: what was that like you had to view uh through the fence uh, had, had i had to that.
1: sit outside the fence the the first session they had when uh they came back from after the christmas break i think there was about you know 20 people were reporting on demon land that they got inside the ground uh and they locked the gates i think for the second session <laughs> so um for everything after that nobody was allowed into the ground and it's not great viewing outside the fence at casey you're probably 20 meters um, from the um the boundary line in any case um so if they go if something's happening on the other side of the ground it's really you know, it's worse than worse and you, you, you haven't got a, uh, the elevation of a stand. Um, you, you're sitting in very sort of poor locations and even to get from one side of the ground to the other when you uh, suddenly increase the radius by 20 metres, um, it's a long way around the ground to get to the other side. So it was really difficult to see things. Um, I didn't get a great deal out of it. The, the most I really saw was, was looking at the rehab group um, with all the usual um, people sitting in that.
0: So, I guess it's it's a really b- big thank you to to the couple of guys. We have had uh, go to the the majority of the preseason sessions uh, almost uh, at least once or twice a week out of the three sessions. We've had someone from Demonland down there. We've had Pickett fence, I think Earl Hood. Uh, yourself has been to one uh do you recall any of the other names i can't off the top of my head so i apologize to anyone who i've missed but uh yeah we uh, all of us who are desk bound or, or or can't you know can't get out to to casey really thank those guys for getting out there and and um you know giving pretty comprehensive uh training reports considering that they've got uh where they're viewing it from so yeah thanks guys um so we're moving on um, a, a footy attendance in this time of COVID. Um, I believe that if you are a um, premium member, um, which I'm lucky enough to be, uh, there is a window of two hours uh, on a Tuesday uh, where you have um, the chance to secure, I think, up to six tickets if you've got six or six tickets together, I believe. Um so it's got footy's going to be a bit different. So I'm, I think from what I've heard is you're not going to get your seats where you have a reserve seat, but they're saying you'll get something comparable uh, to, to, you know, the where you were, you know, where you have or, or, or the type of tickets you have. Um, uh, George, are you a premium member or are you just a, a regular, regular member? Uh, uh,
1: uh, premier tri- in the Trident series. Yeah. Um, um, our group usually is socially distanced from everybody else in any case, because nobody will sit near us. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a shock to a few other people when we, when we get a bit closer to them. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. Um, uh, people will from what I understand will be allocated an area sort of thing. And, um, rather than their, their, um, uh, reserve seats that I think the real, the, the genuine hope is, um, uh, as has already happened in Western Australia, um, they've been up their limits to 75% capacity already. Um, we've had 12 days now of COVID free in Victoria, I think as time goes on, uh, the limits will be increased and um, uh, hoping with vaccines and, and um, no further uh, community transmission that, that we'll get back to more normal things um, in the not too distant future. Um, in the meantime, I think people are just happy to be able to get back to the football and see it. If you're uh, hoping to turn up on the day and get a, a, a general admission ticket, well, I don't think happen. you've got much chance, at least for the first half a dozen rounds. Um, well, is and it's the... gonna be particularly difficult for the uh, big membership so, uh, teams um, you know, the Carlton-Richmond game, for example, I don't know that any Carlton's genuine supporters will get in um, when Richmond's got 100,000 members trying to push through the door and they'll get the priority at the home game. So, um, yeah, so there's what, going to be a lot of complaints.
0: What's what's going to happen? Like, we're, we're pretty lucky. So, uh, man, are you a, a premium member or just a general uh, member? Um,
2: um, I'm a member of the more exclusive club, Andy, the um, Ponsford, top of the Ponsford stand <laughs> club. So um, it's just, it's not as expensive, but it's much more exclusive. So, so um,
0: d- are you, you're not in that, uh, you're not in that window um, to get the member. Not in the Tuesday window. No. So, no,
2: so, what, so but, well, you know, what? I think I'll be right for the free air game. Well, you'll be, so. yeah,
0: I, I, as a Melbourne supporter, you you should be right for the majority of game, particularly the interstate clubs that we play. But what happens, uh, You're uh, you know, if we come up against Richmond, we're doing all right. They're doing all right. Same with Collingwood. It's our home game. Are you a chance not to get a ticket? Is that uh, a realistic uh, thing?
2: Uh, no. The, the club will do do the right thing by me. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So,
0: <laughs> but it's it's interesting. Um. Uh. So I was at the game the other day. I just went by myself. I. I well, I didn't purchase a ticket. I was able to. Well, I had to purchase the ticket through Ticketmaster, but I didn't have to pay for it. Um. Uh. But so it was just myself. So I, I, look, I'm not sure if this is because there was only 7,000 people there, but I was in my seat and the next, the closest person was uh, two rows behind me and then two rows in front of me and then about four or five seats away from me on either side. Um, and that was sort of a weird experience, but um, I guess it's no different to some of the games we went to when we are at the bottom of the ladder and I was the only one yeah. around me. Um
2: That's the top of the Ponsford Club. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) They made it. I'm sure. Did did you hear? Did they make an announcement before the game that you had to wear masks? Uh, Because no one around, I wasn't wearing one, and no one around me was. I Um, didn't
2: hear that, and it was relatively crowded where I was. I had people next to me and in front of me, and um, yeah. So no, I didn't hear that, and I don't think you have to. Well, they certainly none of the security guards, and no one was saying that you had to when I walked in they didn't say so. well it was so, I don't think you have to with the footy
0: so it was interesting because I got my ticket it said on the ticket well you can only enter through gate 5b um I wasn't then allowed to walk around the ground uh they had gated off down the bottom you know uh, so you could only use one set of toilets or whatever you know one food and and one beverage uh, outlet um so if you had a mate on the other side of the ground you can't uh, sort of walk around, and I'm sure that's the way they're going to do it in sections um, for games. So it's going to be a, a different experience uh, going to the footy these days because sometimes I like to get up and have a wander around. Um,
2: I went with a mate, Andy, and uh, he was saying that um, they really don't want people to go to the footy. Um, <laughs> only mid strength beers, and they were nine bucks. <laughs> you know, all of the restrictions to come in and uh, you know, the music blaring. (laughs) Well, I think
0: that music's uh, just, hopefully it's just just for the pre-season comp to try and make it a bit more exciting. Um, Okay, what else have we got here? Um, Did you read anything into uh, Mark McClure's comments today that uh, the Demons have a soft culture and uh, are you in agreement with that or is he just um, just making uh, some noise to an easy target?
2: I, look, he's he's an idiot, Mark McClure. he Really is. Like, I can't believe um, our taxpayer dollars go to him for his gig on the ABC. It's like, um, and it's just you know, it's he'd say whatever he couldn't, he won't even remember it tomorrow. I reckon that he said it, um, but you know, the, I, I what I would say is that the culture is critical. A playing culture is that I you know I really believe that players drive winning culture like the coach is important and of course the whole club culture is important but the critical element in that mix is the players and that they've got to drive standards. so um you know i think that aspect of it is i I think there's a reasonable question to ask is does this group um drive um themselves um does the collective um put it on each other I get I guess put the asset on each other I, I heard some talk about the club the, t- the team's coming together to commit to winning a fl- you know whatever it was to train or well um well you know I want to see that on the field and um I made a comment in that thread on demon land that uh, in the rit- in the dogs sorry in the um Tigers practice game um Oliver did a fantastic bit of play on the wing, brilliant ball, got the won the um the footy in a sort of almost a 40 sixty um underdog thing, ripped it away, brilliant bit of play, got it to Salem, handballed to Salem, and the player who was on um uh, Oliver's hammer, he he instead of just putting an effort out to put a block on him and stopping him, it was in the in the last quarter about 20-minute mark, um, he he allowed him to just run past him. And that player put enough pressure on Salem. He was about 70 metres out from goal, running free into open space. um, So enough pressure on him to um, turn that ball over. And it went to a – so instead of a scoring opportunity, which it should have been, we turned the ball over and it went up the other end. And for me, that's a sort of cultural thing is like, you know, hopefully he's a senior player. That's just not on. It's just not on to – not do those basics. I know it was a practice game, but that's no excuse. And you know, I wonder whether in a strong culture at the Hawthorne that Lewis described when he came to Melbourne or um, you know, the the bloods at the Swans, the senior player'd rip into it and say, look, that's just not on, mate. You're not gonna play in our team or you know. Um, and so yeah, I I I think there's something there is my feeling.
0: George, are we soft?
1: I, we're not on the inside, and it's difficult yeah. difficult to judge. And and a lot of people, and I'm not sure I understand what the word culture means in the first place. But um, unfortunately, the results um, speak for themselves. That we haven't won a premiership since 1964. Um, th- there is something uh, that might, that is is repeating itself far too often. Um, I, I I just don't know what what the culture um, entails people talk about it a lot but um, uh, it's you know I I don't place much store just as equally on people on the media Um, There's last I think in the last count there was about 700 people involved in uh, AFL media and they've got to make a mark somewhere so um, we we set ourselves up as a target when we don't win premierships for 50 years and uh, and beyond Um, but just as equally there are other clubs in the competition who would have uh, equal equal uh, culture equal cultural biases i suppose is the word um uh, assigned to them by the media um what can you do about it win a premiership that's all you can do um and 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 they'll become silent so I, I don't just don't place much store on what the media say about these things. I place more more on what I see on the field and what I see the output from the players. And, and I think that's spot on, George. And, and unfortunately,
2: leaving aside not winning a flag, is that there's a few black marks against this. You know, the teams are like groups, I guess. And this group of players under the ruse, Goodwin, um, there's a few black marks where. Critical games they have not turned up. The 2017 game against Collingwood the, um, that we would have made the finals folded up like a deck of cards. The, you know, I know the background to the uh, issues in Cairns last year and all of the difficulties that we had. Nonetheless, two games where we just didn't bring it. Um, I think as bad as those two games in Cairns was the game against Dogs last year. Mm. Um, we win that game, we make the finals. You know, there's, um, you know, Again, you know, the prelim in 2018, that was a big ask to go across the other side of the country in the heat. But the result was nonetheless that we folded up. So, you know, I, I think you're spot on, George. I take your point. Um, but, you know, there are a few marks there, so they've got to win back, you know, that, that suggests culture to me or, you know, as you say, it's a good point, what's culture? But in... The heat of the battle in critical games, they've let themselves down and let the fans down.
0: Um, uh we'll move on quickly. Uh, Gorn and Lever extended contracts, which was good to see. I guess the next two are Oliver and Petrarca. they are just uh, got to lock them in. Um, I don't think much needs to be said about that. <laughs> um, and I guess I was going to talk about the uh, predictions uh, 2021 predictions from the Herald Sun and the captains, N- not a lot of uh, love for for the Ds, uh, I think out of the Herald Sun, I think there were 17 so-called experts. Um, uh, of that, only eight of them had uh, seven or eight of them had us making the eight, and that was in eighth position. But uh, I guess we don't um, we don't really deserve um uh, m- much more than that, considering um. I guess even what we've just been talking about, but um, you know, and even the year that um, you know twenty going into twenty nineteen, when everyone sort of uh, quite a few of us had a, us to win a premiership. Look what happened—we folded like a deck of cards. Um,
2: I'm waiting for Mark McClure's predictions. as he put his out yeah I'm sure we're not
0: <laughs> we're not in the in the equation there. Um, and the last thing we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, AFLW—we've uh, been dealt. Uh, we're, we're currently in sixth position. I think it's the top six, uh, George, uh, um, and we've got three games to go and we've got three games against possibly three of the best teams uh, in the competition at the moment. So it's going to be a tough ask. I think we probably have to win um, – I think there's probably one – if we don't win all of them, there's only one spot we can really get into and that's six positions so and we might be relying on other teams. But um, – It's a tough ask. Um, I think we've got got Brisbane, Adelaide, and Frio to come. I think two of the games are in uh, at Casey, Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough ask. Um,
1: Yeah, it's it's um, a pretty simple um, scenario. Um, uh, While, but also there's uh, there's opportunities there that uh, while we've got a lousy draw in terms of who we have to play. so of the other top six Um, most of them are playing other top six sides Um, the the, the opportunity might open for a team like Carlton or the Bulldogs to sneak in if somebody loses too many games Um, while we're playing Adelaide this week um, and Adelaide have been in pretty pretty damn good form Um, it is over here so that's that's a positive the important game for us this week, in terms of others, is that uh, North are playing the Bulldogs. North are ahead of us purely on percentage. Mm. The Bulldogs are a game, uh, sorry, percentage behind us. Uh, one of those teams is going to lose. Um, so that means that if we beat Adelaide this week, we'll be a game clear in the in the six. Um, so that that's why it's so critical to to win. Uh, uh, perhaps two games uh i don't think the percentage now that we're getting to the end of the season uh can be affected greatly um because teams are playing in this in the top six top eight are playing each other extensively you're not going to see big blowouts like we saw when melbourne played um st kilda last week uh so teams are going to be winning by you know a goal or two here and there, they're not going to be winning by 40 or 90 points as North Melbourne did in their first game against Geelong. Um, So we're, we're in the right position, but the game, the, it's all in our hands. Um, you, you, we've got to win probably two of these three games to, to get through, um, because other teams in the, in the six are going to lose games and other teams outside the six are going to lose games. Um, what, what I was, um, have been banging on uh, for the season is I think the coach has finally woken up to the fact that the game has changed in AFLW. Um, players can kick a lot further than what they um, have been able to in the, in the past and uh, our game plan uh, in, certainly in the first four games four or five games was predicated on a short kicking and handballs and that didn't get you down the ground far enough because uh, the players are also getting stronger you can guarantee that you're going to be tackled um, and tackles will stick now in the competition um, So getting the ball on the boot and getting it down the ground is critical the other thing uh, While that would be an anathema to a, to the uh, men's competition because somebody will intercept it The girls haven't yet got to the stage of being able to mark the high balls with a few exceptions and um, you don't see too many pack marks happening, the ball comes to ground. So kicking the ball into the forward line and letting it um, come off the pack gives you the opportunities, but you've got to kick it into the forward line to give them the opportunities. Short passing and handballing and trying to run it in um, got you uh, goals in years gone by, but it doesn't get it get you this year. Um, I've noticed St Kilda are playing the same style, and they're suffering badly this year. Uh, they shouldn't be because they've got some really seriously good players in that side. Um, but I th- I'm hoping that uh, Ear has finally woken up to what's what's happening around him this year. I've really enjoyed the AFLW season, and um,
2: uh, I, the standard it's, is definitely improved. But what you know what's evident is those younger players like McNamara coming through have played junior footy. Um, McNamara looks just a natural footballer, um, and just I uh, love the way she goes about the game and her preparedness to take the step and and um, take players on. Um, it was interesting watching us play Collingwood two minute. It was you know a sick, <laughs> a very familiar feeling th- <laughs> for a D's game. Three minutes into the match, I thought this team is uh, better than us, and mm, um, yep. I, um, they looked like. A team that had some seriously good players but also um strong and um some um you know natural footballers in that team um they they looked the real deal didn't they and um they, they blew us away we, we actually did well to stay in that game and I, I really it's interesting the synergy between the men's um team and the women's team um poor kicking seems to be the thread yeah. between the two of them um, and it's going to come back to hornus us potentially because we should have beaten the dogs. That was a, a really bad loss. And that all came down to our woeful kicking. Um, I thought Zanka had a best game that I've seen her play, um, but she can't kick to save herself. And, it's you know, she does undoes a lot of her, um, hard work. She works super hard and she was terrific. She was probably our um, best player on the weekend. Um, but, yeah, it's been terrific. And I, I, just on commentary, I've really enjoyed the um, – the coverage of it as well. The commentaries, you know, there's less banging on about opinions and um, and more just straight commentary of the game. And it's been really quite educational. A lot of the the discussion. Beck Goddard was special comments. Um, has been a couple of times, and um, I don't know what the fellow's name is, but he's um, not a bad play by, you know, play by play caller. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, I've really enjoyed it this season.
0: Yeah, the quality. Uh, has certainly improved and I I guess each year we're going to see better quality as these, as you said, as these girls come through that have played junior footy um, rather than just be athletes coming from a different sport. um, I think uh, we're going to see, you know, better contests and um, yeah, um, I've really enjoyed. uh, I haven't been able to watch every game or the whole game of every every week, but uh, yeah, very excited about what I've seen. All right, boys, I think we might uh, leave it there. Thank you, uh, George, and thank you, Binman, and thank you to all of our low listeners uh, coming back and joining us uh, in uh, 2021. Hopefully we have more more, uh, things to enjoy this year than we did uh, last year. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back um, in a couple of weeks' time, uh, hopefully discussing a win at the MCG. All right, boys, I think we're going to leave it there.
2: Good night, everyone in Demonland. Good night as well.